Here we are back again. Uh, today I've got Dave Powell Tobain in with me. So he's come out to Condo and he's just run a 30-day challenge. Uh, today we just did the final workout and weigh-in. Um, so yeah, it's only a um, matter of time, I guess, where I've been trying to get you on. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, before we get started, let's roll the intro. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. Wasted energy spinning a pace for every hour of waste. I need an escape to center me. And I don't mean to make a rush for the door. But time's a currency. I'm currently poor. I'll be leaving it soon. I don't mean to be rude. But this scene ain't for me. Like your mom's seeing your nudes. Like a place as a Here we are, mate. It's a pleasure to have you on. Hey, Logan. It's awesome to be here. And bloody Condo has turned it on today. It's been, a, it's been awesome, mate. Uh, Awesome coming here, you know. Like this is Kondo has really blown my mind, man. Yeah, it happened pretty quick, didn't it? Like I listened to one of your podcasts <laughs> with Kerwin, and I flicked you a message and said I like what you did. Um, yeah. Turns out that you're in Kondo nearly two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. Kerwin reached out to him for the podcast, and yeah, Logan reached out on social media, and you know I, I really respect anyone who reaches out and connects with people that they find on on social because you know the whole thing with social media is to get social beyond it, use it as a tool. So you reached out, man, and yeah, we're just like, mate, let's do it. And um, I was out working in Wagga and then come to condo and mate, it's, it's blown my mind. Like the community here is phenomenal. Yeah, so, and, and with awesome. that, like there'd be lots of people that um, people listening to this would follow that like probably haven't flicked them a message. Like if you like what they're doing, like send them a message and tell them that you like it, I guess. Hey? Like you, yeah. you, you enjoy getting a message like that. Yeah, anyone, you know, that's why we do it. You yeah. know, we're not just bloody... You know, uh, you know, social media, like some people are just 2D, you know, like on, you know, photos and videos. But, um, you know, I like to make it as social as possible and meet people and do stuff, you know, like in yourself, you're doing cool stuff out here in condo, you're doing podcasts and uh, mate, you're making it happen out here. So I reckon more people should be bloody coming to get advice <laughs> from you, man, out here in condo. You guys are running a great, great show out here. Yeah, yeah. Before we jump into it too much about what we just ran and, and what you got coming up, let's tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Like, how did you get into health and fitness? What were you like at school? Yeah, so I'll keep it, keep it quite brief. Um, you know, I grew up, uh, my dad was an Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Lee fan, so yeah, I grew up watching those movies. And, um, and you know, when I was 17, I was always playing sports and things like that. I used to race motorbikes. Shout out to Jacob Smith for taking me for a ride today. Um, I was always into sports and that, but I never really... Uh, found something that besides motorbikes and you know we had my dad and i sell my bike when i was 14 or 13 or something and so um we weren't we were in a drought and things got pretty tight so we had to sell that so i stopped that and that was kind of like my identity at the time and um i was basically and i tell this in the powerman kids books we'll talk more about later and that but basically um i had like an arch nemesis school he was always saying he's gonna um bash me at parties and things like that and so i was like okay well you know i'm sick of getting these threats i'm gonna and I did a bit of martial arts growing up as well. So then I got into kickboxing. And through kickboxing, um, you know, just getting a bit of confidence about myself, you know, with, with my own body and, and training. And I met a high school teacher called Mark Elliott, who was an ex-military guy. And he, he then started training me in Sistema, a self-defense uh, from the Russian military. It's, it's all hand-to-hand combat, pretty wild stuff. And then he started training me in kettlebells. And, uh, and he had the first kettlebells in Australia. So, you know, we had this backyard shed, three bits of carpets, and five kettlebells and a deaf dog named Barney in the corner. And um, I had this one session with him. It was my first introductory to it. And I fell in love with it, man. It, was, it wasn't about being the strongest or fittest, but using your body in an efficient way, an effective way. Um, and it complemented everything. And at that time, I really needed um, a role model in my life. Um, you know, things weren't going too well. My dad was quite sick at that time. Uh, I was kind of... 
you know, I'd broken away from toxic people at school and friend groups and I decided to like be my own man sort of thing and not get caught up in the whole drinking and drugs and putting people down and all that sort of stuff. And that's why I, co- I, I got, I copped a lot of shit from that at school from choosing that path, you know, but my dad taught me lot, lots of good morals and I stuck by that. And, um, you know, so when I got introduced to the kettlebell, I walked out of this shed after an hour feeling more pumped than when I walked in. And that was something I'd never felt before with training. I'd always felt tired and wrecked and all that. And I got hooked on it and then I started um, telling everyone about it. And I was like, Mark, you know, like, like at the time there was only marathon running or bodybuilding in the gym world. So you're either a runner or you do weights. And kettlebells was all about being an athlete, you know, like getting your body moving, you know, health. I was like, Mark, my mum can do this. My sisters can do this. Functional, yeah. It's functional, you know. It serves them. And, um, you know, it's not ego-based. It's all about just being the best you can be. So, you know, I begged my sister to come. And my sister come, Jenny, and she's, she's strong as and just crushed it. And I really saw her change and transform her confidence levels. And she lost about 11 kilos and started rocking it, just really finding herself. And I... I loved seeing my sister get that confidence, being a younger brother, seeing my sisters um, you know, go through school and things like this. You know, I really love seeing them and my sister and Jenny in particular at the beginning get that confidence about herself and rock it. And I fell in love with that. And that's the um, the essence of these programs that I run now. And did that lead you into doing like your Cert 3, Cert 4? Yeah, I wasn't even qualified at the time. I was just getting people moving. Yeah. And, you know, I had a, had a bit of an attitude when I was younger as well as like, you know, um, you know, nobody, like I had a bit of an attitude that, you know, who's, who, like I'm in this country town, there's people out there that need something. They need a community, they need a vibe, they need some positivity. It's a very negative place where I come from. And they need some hope, they need some inspiration, that. And so I was like, you know, there's no certification for that. You know, so I'm going to do it, I'm going to be it. So that's how I got into training. Well, we weren't certified, but you know, I was passionate, I loved it. And I actually taught myself more through my own education. Yeah, well, um, you don't learn much. Yeah, that. yeah. So you serve three, four pieces of paper. It's not even worth the paper sign. <laughs> no. So in some ways. So I, I went hard in self-education. Yeah. And then later on, I did my Cert 3 and 4, you know, did all that technical stuff, or what do you want to call it? Um, did all that later. Uh, but I didn't wait. I got straight into it. And if someone trained, I'd be trained them. I'd be rocking it. And and, and and I made this community where everyone was welcome. Doesn't matter where you, where you come from, who you are, what you're wearing, shoes, no shoes, whatever. Turn up train um and and work on yourself better yourself like there there wasn't an environment for that in my town and that's what we, we we created that and it was really special yeah and you're known as the challenge guy so you uh were the first bloke to run the 30-day challenge yeah in australia so um that was uh basically what happened is over a period of time is i started to see these um cor- like a correlation sort of thing in regards to the, you know people who, who changed made these changes got these results and it complemented their lifestyle in this way. And I saw a lot of things in the fitness world where it, it complements the shit out of it. You know, it makes it all number orientated, analytical. Um, you know, people judge their, their their worth off the fucking scales and all that. And and I wanted to get away from that and, you know, build more of a holistic approach where, you know, what you do in the gym complements your life outside the gym. And it's not just like restriction, strict, um, you know, all that kind of just dieting or whatever it is and that sort of stuff is more about... Um, improving your lifestyle as a whole because you know I only have someone for an hour you know so in that hour I've got to impact them for the for, for the other 23 in all aspects of their life because it wasn't what they're doing in the gym that does the damage it's what they're doing outside yeah so that yeah that's where the challenge come along and and we'll probably go a little bit deeper on it too but coming from a small town seeing very what a negative mindset can do you know eating shitty food and 
uh, you know, just falling victim to convenience and stress and work and all that kind of stuff and not having good role models and all that, I saw the negative effects of that. And I saw it firsthand for my family. And so for me, this was an ability to rewrite my future and go, well, I'm not just going to, you know, do what my parents have done and whatever it is and not to put them down at all. They're just doing the best with what they got. It's like, I'm going to go out there and educate myself and all this sort of stuff and, and be that inspiration for others because I know how much it meant for me to have Mark in my life. And so that's what I do with the challenge. That's the essence. Like I travel around all over Australia and all over the world and do this program because I wish someone, I, I wish there was someone doing that for my family. Yeah. And yeah. so that's the essence of the program. That's what keeps me going with it. Yeah, 100%. And an author too. Tell us about yeah, your yeah, yeah. Power Man. So we've got Power Man. So, you know, from that challenge stuff, I work with adults. And I, I actually, so you know how mental health is a big thing now, yeah. right? All this sort of stuff. I've been doing a mental health program for 13 years. That's what the challenge is about. But I, do you think I need to tell anyone that it's that? Not at all. We don't need to harp on about it. All we've got to do is get your food right, your mindset right, your training right, your environment, your conscious. And then you know, last night's breath work and meditation and uh, ice bath session, it's the subconscious. Deload that. A lot of people are running an overrun system. You know, they need a break. They need to relax a little bit. So... Um, and their bodies, and that's what we did last night with those techniques. So um, what, what I found as well is that a lot of these things and conditionings that we get and lessons we get is passed on from generations. So our family and parents and friends, society and all that. So the, the, the kids' books is a preventative tool. So kids from a, learn, a young age can learn good strategies, um, good, uh, how do you say, good, uh, develop good relationship with themselves. Because most people have an unhealthy relationship with themselves. You know, they think they're not enough. They're, you know, I come from this town or this family, this socioeconomic thing, and that's how I'm going to be, you know, just because it is. And so I like to show kids what's possible with that book, how to overcome challenges, how to turn negatives into positive, how to develop um, resilience, because that's a skill. It's not, it's not a just you got it or not. It's a skill. It's, a, it's learned. And so I want to show people how that the toughest times in their life, you can flip that on its head and it can be the actual greatest gift ever given to you. And, and you know, like everyone goes through their own shit, but I'm like, well, it happened. What are you going to do about it? And what are you going to do beyond it? Because that's what makes a difference. And that's what the Kids Power Man book is. And just showing kids, especially around bullying, because, uh, you know, we do these books and we go out there and we show kids, you know, um, who are going through bullying or, you know, maybe seen it, witnessed it, how to, how to be the change and how to... Um, get beyond it and change it and turn those negative experiences into a positive and not pass it on either. So that's what we're doing there, man, which is pretty wild. Yeah, and that was, I guess, something that really drew me um, towards you even more is when we first spoke on the phone, you were like, what schools are out there? I wouldn't mind to speak at the schools, you know? Like, yeah. say, you know, you're giving back to your town as well. And, like, um, it was really good to go and watch you speak at both the public and Catholic school. Yeah. And, and just the way... Um, I guess your tone of voice changes from adults to kids to get yeah. that interaction. So that was good for me to see. What's your obviously? I definitely don't swear as much as school kids <laughs> or adult. Yeah. Um, what's your plan? Obviously, um, book one's out. Book two is about to be released. Like, what's the goals with the books? How um, the book book two actually is? Um, it got released this week. Yeah. So uh, I haven't got it. Got my own copy yet. I'm still waiting on that because I've been on the road waiting for the post to arrive. But. The goal of these books is to give parents and teachers a tool to have better conversations with their kids around these topics. Uh, and actually a tool to actually, not just awareness, this is going beyond awareness, because a lot of people know what's going on, but they don't have any a strategy to, to overcome it. So if I bring up to you a problem that you have and don't give you a solution, you've just gone, you're, you're, one minute you're happy, life's gone great, I've brought to awareness, awareness a problem for you, 
and then I walk away and don't give you a solution, you're bloody losing your mind. Yeah, yeah. Right? So um, I'm very big on, you know, not just bringing up, if you're going to bring up the problem, have a solution with it. And a lot of people just love to point fingers, criticize, bring up problems, all that sort of stuff, but they don't stick around for the solution. And and so with the with the book, it, it is a solution. It's a, a tool for teachers and parents to use kids themselves, you know, especially when the parents, a lot of parents are holding on to trauma and, and experiences they've had as a kid, and it's not serving them in a positive way. It's actually hindering them later on in life. And so that book, when they start to help their kid overcome a challenge, they're actually helping themselves because they can start to see things differently of what happened to them. Because um, a lot of times with bullying lots of stuff, it's not so much the, the wound that happened, it's the infection that sets in years beyond. And so this young kid who grew up in Condoble, and let's for, for say, he didn't, have, he didn't quite fit in. Now that kid in Condoblin didn't quite fit in, it's a small town. So high chances of him might, if he's been a little bit different, he could not fit in. But that kid, if he bases the rest of his life off his school experience and gets bullied and put down or whatever it is, his life isn't looking too bright. But mind you, he might be a kid that suits more, he might live, might have better friends in Coogee, you know, and that. And so that's why with these kids, like sometimes um, beat themselves up a little bit too much. And so uh, for those types of kids that are a little bit different or whatever it is, is showing them that, you know, like that's how it is now, but don't have to be forever. So that kid, you know, um, restoring, and for all kids, the big, the big picture with it is restoring confidence. So they spend, when they're at school, they're spending more time learning rather than being worried or being bullied or being upset. So they're spending more time learning, more time having fun with their friends, more time having fun with their parents and, you know, like learning and having a great, healthy relationship at home. Um, and the, 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 the book kind of goal is I want to make it the number, it's, and it's on track too, the number one most read book in Australia. Doesn't have to be the most broad or whatever it is, but most read from cover to color. Cover, because there was a time where I couldn't read a book from cover to color. And so I don't have to have the best book in regards to the, the best words or whatever it is. It's got a great meaning behind it, which goes beyond the words, but I want to make it the most read book uh, in Australia. And we're on, we're on par, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <clears throat> so you're an author, you're the challenge guy, and you're also a kettlebell world champion as well. Yeah, yeah, the kettlebells, man. That was, uh, you know, that was my way back. You know, um, you know, training people is uh, it was my way to show people that I'm prepared to do the work. You know, I'm not here just trying to teach you and get me you a know, bust your ass in the gym. I'm going to show you that, you know, I'm going to implement my own strategies that I'm passing on to train myself. Practicing what you preach. Practicing yeah. what you preach. You preach and. Um, and you know that's what took me into the kettlebell um, championships and all that sort of stuff. And I had amazing people in my life that stepped in at the right times, um, that you know really made that possible. Like the Sealy family out in Leeton who invented the first air conditioner. These um, Ted Sealy's are uh, it's Ted and Ann Sealy, amazing, amazing couple, and um, they invented the very first air conditioner in Australia. Incredible. And um, they uh, their daughter Natalie uh, at a time where. I was moving from my little shed to my first ever premises. My dad actually he had his uh, second mental breakdown, or might have been his third. And so I'm in there, and I, I knew I had to step up in life. So a lot of times where people are partying, things like that, I knew that you know I've got to get serious. I was working four jobs at the time, and uh, I went into that little shop, and I'd paint in the wall, and um, my dad's there, mine, looking after my dad, and, and um, get this knock on the door. And... Uh, and I go over there and I was like, you know, who's, who's this? Because that was all blacked out. I opened the door up, it was Natalie. And, and I was quite a young kid, quite, very shy as well in that sense. And she was a well-known person in town. So I'm a little bit nervous to even say hello to her. 
And she walks in, she goes, you Dave? I said, yeah. She goes, you the kettlebell guy? And I was like, yeah. She goes, well, I want to be trained by you. And he, and I, my response to that was, oh, I'm not ready yet. Look, like the, the shop is a mess, you know, like it's not, I'm not ready. You know, and I'm all nervous and voice is cracking and stuff. <laughs> and she, um, she uh, pointed over the corner. She goes, is that a kettlebell over there? And I said, yeah. She goes, well, move your shit. We're training. <laughs> I said, yes, miss. You know, like I was like, oh, well. And um, yeah, Natalie changed my life. She, yeah, she and her friends, um, Lisa, uh, Teresa and Chris Apolli, um, they become my little crew. And um, and you would know in gyms, you have your little crew that stay with you forever. And Yeah, yeah, and I've they, still got clients who are my first initial yeah, clients. Now, I was chatting three to years them. In, yeah, yeah, I was just went to the gym. They're helping clean the gym. And, yeah. you know, those people, um, you know, they're the amazing people that come to your life. And yeah, Natalie really transform myself she taught me how to like hold knives and forks eat veggies you know all these yeah. different things drink wine as well you know like <laughs> all different stuff and um she actually trained up and won her own world championship as well in, in um chicago yeah she good. came over with me so um yeah she smoked it like she was a machine so yeah, yeah the kettlebell stuff was a, a way for my for me to you know push myself have my own goals and 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 show that i'm willing to put the work in as well yeah and i guess like we've had a f- obviously a lot of conversations and we both have very similar passions that we just want to make like an impact like not with just um like be, it's general pop that we're passionate about like yep. we want to help everyone like live their best life i guess yep and yeah. and like i guess your 30 day challenge like you've helped like thousands like yeah. you wouldn't even have a number i mean i think um we've definitely had uh like oh definitely over seven and a half thousand or more go through the program yeah but then the family members around it who also go on it, because I, I give everyone... It's the compounding effect, isn't yeah, it? Like, it's a, yeah, the ripple effect, the kids and all that sort of stuff. And, and now it's pretty wild to see years later um, all these people, and they all remember it, you know, and they're all um, rocking it. Like even people I saw six months, uh, six years ago, um, I can still meet them down the street today and chat to them like nothing's changed, you know, so... It's been it's been a pretty wild experience. Yeah, and we had some really good results. We did the weigh-ins this morning. A couple of oh, guys, seven, it, man. seven kilos. Like it's yeah. crazy for for thirty days. Yeah, and even even like you know like you know this is obviously checking with the challenge guys. If you're listening, is we we do it at the start, we do it at the end. But what I really install to people is your effort is not measured on the scars. You know, so do the effort, get a good system, look after yourself, eat well, surround yourself with good people, get into training. Logan's got the best training down here in condos. Bloody rocking it. And um, let your body do what it does, uh, does best, you know, and, and change and transform and all that. Like too many people can get caught up on just the scales alone. But, you know, just like we're chatting today, like um, those people lost seven kilos, like that rate is over a kilo a week. They don't have 52 kilos to lose. So they're, they're absolutely annihiling it, annihilating it and without starving themselves either. Yeah, that's the just thing. They eat a change. lot of food and they... Um... <clears throat> where was I going? Like they're guys that just um, went all in. You yeah. Know? Like yeah, if you give it half ass result, half ass effort, you're gonna yeah. get half ass results. Like yeah. They went all in. Yeah, they went all in and cranked it. And you know there were some people that. Um, and the cool thing is, is like you know I do give some choices on what level you want to go with it. You can go totally all in, or you can make some choices. But what everyone to know out there too is it's really important to like do something because that's better than nothing. So many people think they need to be perfect. They need a oh the perfect month to do it. Oh, I've got things coming up. I can't do it. If you can make healthy changes in your body, no matter what's going on in your life, when it is an easy month for you, you're crushing it easy. Don't like don't think that things are going to be perfect before you start making change. If you can make change under duress, that is the best test. Yeah, 
because that's life you know there's never going to be a perfect time yeah 100 percent. like I, them numbers obviously huge and and crazy <clears> but like i just really like to work on half a kilo a week like half a kilo a week so you know two kilos a month that's six kilos every three oh, months like dude. a compounding effect over yeah. 12 months it's just making small changes yeah and that and that too with longevity put into it you know, like these guys want to come back in a year's time. All the changes we made are all complementary to your lifestyle uh, and your bank account. You save some bloody money on this too. You buy the shit you don't need. And so, um, you know, who knows? Like some of the people here with the, co- the coffee, for example, uh, was one she, she she cut out two coffees a day and worked out she saved herself $300 a month. Now, $300 a month over the next 10 months, that's three grand. That's a good bloody holiday. That's good Christmas spending money. You know, like you can do something great for your kids and all that. So, so many people, um, you know, tune up their life in, in cool ways. And that's uh, that's really cool. And, and, it's, and it's good on the bank account as well. Yeah, yeah. And say like people listening to this um, who aren't currently, you know, watching what they eat or like, how would you like, how would you introduce them to, I guess, what they should do? Yeah, well, if there's anyone out there who, who's who wanting to make change, don't know where to start and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, you're in a great place if you're wanting to make a change. It's great. A lot of people at that point are confused and they let that stop them from you know, moving or doing it. I would say that um, anyone listening, a very simple thing you do is, is actually write out what you ate and drank in your movement training in the last 24 hours. Is. Write it all out. Now, everyone out there listening, you are more than capable and educated to make better choices with what you're going right now with the knowledge you have. So if you write out what you ate and drank in the last 24 hours, or if you want, you can do 48 hours, a bit more of a window period. Write it all out and be real with yourself. Don't get yourself, don't whatever, and all this sort of stuff. It's all about just, you know, acknowledging it. Go, yep, I can do better. Write it all out and then literally make your plan from switching things up. Just go, okay, for breakfast, I skipped that, did nothing. Then I bloody called in, got a bloody cupcake here or whatever. Literally just write out a better plan. So old day, new day. And that new day times that by seven, there you week, go do your shopping, get organized. Clean out your fucking bedroom, clean out your car, clean out your house, get your shit in order. Because a lot of clutter creates more clutter sort of thing and also in the mind. So small steps like that, guys, where you literally just write it out, make a better choice because we do have access to the best food than ever before in history. So a lot of it comes down to being confused. And in today's world, we're getting more things on social media and magazines and be like this, do this, this new fucking fad, whatever it is. Fat lifestyle beats fats, you know, and lifestyle beats um, these eating styles, whatever it is. So you just want to make healthy lifestyles with it. And if you want to go further, you know, talk, talk to Logan, you know, like reach out to you and, you know, get a, get a coach and all that sort of stuff. But anyone out there listening, you know, make these changes acknowledge them don't try and guilt yourself on it and just start making choices uh, better choices that's the first step man yeah and i really like when you did your seminar you eat think do yeah. um and and like you said like you can eat salad but you're still not healthy you know yeah you can you can be eating salad but beating yourself up internally guilting yourself telling yourself you're fat and having a shit relationship with yourself actually shows <clears throat> they've actually got studies now where the way you think around what you eat actually affects how it affects your body so someone who's eating salad but toxic in their grasp their thoughts, it actually, their body, it actually doesn't absorb as much nutrients from it. Where someone who smashing hamburgers but, feel, but it has a really good self-talk, it's not having as negative effect on him. It's really wild. And so 
what Logan's referring to before is I come up with this little thing where like we're a byproduct of what we eat, think, and do. Because if we eat shit, we think shit, we do shit all about it, we become shit versions of ourselves. And there's so many people out there that are following that system, and I guarantee you they're talking a lot of shit. And in regards to that, the, the so many people out there are talking shit. They easily break promises with themselves, and their words mean nothing. And that's the problem they've got is because when they say something, they're so used to letting themselves down, they've got they've got no follow through of their word. It means nothing. So. They're um no matter so they'll so then they'll get stuck in this thing of oh you know I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it next week or I could do that if you fucking can do it but you're not doing it yeah you, you have no idea you got no clarity on that sort of stuff so so the big thing with that is eat better foods think better thoughts and do better than what you're currently doing and that's become the best version of yourself and and outside of that we have your environment the people places thoughts um, all that kind of stuff and then you got your your conscious choices. Um, because anyone, no matter what environment you're in, whether it's a small town, big city, money, no money, whatever it is, everyone can make better choices. And that's where um, true change starts is when you start making choices for your future rather than based on how you feel in the current, present, or your past. Yeah, that's right. You keep doing what you're doing. You keep getting what you're getting, yeah. Yeah, there's that yeah, internet quote about, um, you know, definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and, again, over, and over and getting a different result. And so um, getting people out of that mindset and showing people that, you know, uh, time's going to pass anyway. We might as well do something that's actually going to benefit us and that they can actually um, get somewhere with it because most people have tried fad diets and things like that in the past. Two key words, tried and fad diets. They're fucking toxic, right? So in regards to that is, um, you know, they base their future or every effort based on their past failures. You know, so if someone tried some fad diet, it was a shit thing. It wasn't actually designed long longevity. You know, they did it maybe for seven days, told everyone how fucking good it was and got all pumped up about it. And then the whole system was designed to fail. So they basically, after seven days, they fucking, they, they can't think straight. They're bloody under eating. They're, you know, whatever it is, there's crazy stuff out there. You know, and then they, they break and then they feel like they've failed themselves and all that sort of stuff. And what happens is then um, they get what's called learned helplessness. So if they feel like they failed, how, how much do you think they're going to put energy into the next thing they do? Fuck all, it gets short, it's smaller and smaller and smaller until you end up talking no action, taking no action and just talking shit. And that's where most people are. Yeah, everyone's down for taking the easy road, the um, you know, the meal replacement shake or the lemon detox or yeah. the, you know, whatever. But like, it's that roller coaster, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I'm like, I'm for anything that gets people doing something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, which is great. But what breaks my heart with it is when someone puts their effort into it and and it's really something that was designed to fail. Yeah. But you know, but then they take that failure as that's them. Personally. Like, no, mate. Like, you know, we did you fail or did the recipe fail you? The system fail you. The system yeah. wasn't designed for longevity. You gotta know what system you're playing and deploying. Um, because some things might just be a, a twelve day thing. You know, there's um it might be just a 30-day thing or whatever it is. Do it for that time, but don't try and turn a 30-day thing into a 365 because then you'll bloody, you'll just put yourself through the ringer. Yep, yep. And something I liked that you said was um, cutting the can'ts out of your life. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a saying here is um, for anyone out there listening, um, there's already enough can'ts in this world, so don't be one. And uh, a lot of people need to cut the can'ts out of life. The people that tell you you can't do this, you can't do that, and you shouldn't do this and all that sort of stuff because there's two types of people you'll meet in life. The people that are know it, doing it, and done it, and those that are never fucking done it, never going to do it, and just talk shit. And most people, sadly, the talk shit people are closest to them and their family and friends. Now, I'm not saying you need to go out there and cut them out of your life, 
but you need to start learning to take certain information from certain people and just because your best mate doesn't mean he knows fucking everything <laughs> like 100 you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. so and you know when and and how do you say you don't have to respond or take on board whatever everything that everyone says most people just talk shit to fill in time so um you know make sure that you're you're getting the um how do you say like you're taking taking advice from the right people um and you know if you don't have those sort of people that's where you got podcasts you got people like yourself you know reach out to, you know talk to someone who's actually doing it yeah, yeah it's really important and the other like last thing that i really liked that you said that sort of really hit home for me was like and someone listening to, to this will resonate is what used to be like a, a treasure or a treat is now like an everyday item yeah you know? man like, like we used to have soft drink on a friday night or a bag of lollies <clears throat> at a party nowadays eating them every single day yeah and that's you know we live in a first world country we fucking we've got everything at our fingertips we're convenience everywhere we've got the best food than ever before in history and with that we also have all the shit of stuff due to our technology with um, what we can produce and you know it's just financially um you know if you think about like package items it's good for business because you can have it sitting on the shelf for as long as you want pump it through preservatives and all that sort of shit and it'll last and they can make money from it so in regards to that is so many things that once were a treat now every day we do it life's too easy and as humans we take the easy fucking options we're actually wired to take the easy options or when food's there is to eat it especially high calorie food because food for us is survival and anything with sugar in it too is also for survival too so that's why it's we're primed to go for it hence why people get stuck on it but it also makes us what makes us human separates from animals is now is our ability to have choice and to think greater than this the first you know like how do you say think long term and that's what um that's what people need to deploy more of because a lot of people just fucking eat their emotions and you know eat like animals you could say yeah. And, um, yeah, whatever's in front of them, they fucking gorge it down. And that's that cycle. Yeah. Like, I know you've already spoke about it, but, like, you know, you get on the scales, you don't see the result you want, you eat shit, and then you just How that cycle, you that? know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyone out there, if you're measuring yourself, not getting results you want, and therefore you then go binge eat and all that sort of stuff, like, obviously, have a look at yourself. That system is, is fucking up. And so, um, yeah, so many people judge themselves on the micro and fuck up the macro as well. And, you know, so... Um, any kind of measurement and all that sort of stuff, you know, just use it as a tool, a tool of measurement, and it's not your worth. You know, you're worth more than that. Your effort's more than that. Some weeks, you, you know, your kids might have bloody fucking went wild or whatever. You know, like who knows? Gotten to, you know, cause you a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, kept you being busy, whatever it is. Um, so you got to take in all these other factors. You know, a lot of people um, probably too hard on themselves, but not in a way where they do better actually hard on themselves and then throw in the towel. Yeah. I I call, I, man, well, let's explain it this way. Is anyone out there do the FI diet? The FI diet mean is fuck it and eat everything when <laughs> shit gets too hard. And most people default to that. The fuck it diet is um is not helping them and they stay in fuck it zone too much. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a joke there. I hope you got the joke. <laughs> 100. I know you're on a bit of a time time limit you got to get back run a class so um anything else i mean let's just give one piece of advice to someone who's on the journey or thinking about getting on the journey uh well look if you're condo local around this area you got to talk to this fella uh logan thought like your your what you do in your community is is one of a kind and you know i've traveled all, all over the world and worked with gyms in all five countries around the world and mate what you run here the community have is the best uh, that I've come across. You know, I work with uh, some of the best CrossFit gyms and that and bleed boot camps and that. Um, 
you know, they're the best at what they do, the community lots of stuff, but you with your model, how you have the, your training, your Facebook group, and education, and knowledge, and all that sort of stuff too, there's no one out there running as best as you are. Um, so if you're condo local, get bloody into Logan Thorpe Fitness and train with this guy. Um, you've got a phenomenal asset and community, and it's, it's um, yeah, mate, you, you're undercharged for what you give, you know, like you guys have got an amazing thing there. Uh, for anyone out there getting... Um, thinking about making a change is get clear on what you want to change to and you know break it up into sections and go okay food wise you know and do an analysis one day this is my normal diet just be real with yourself and then start making better choices from what you know in regards to movement you know break it down what am i currently doing now what can i be doing more and understand that something is better than nothing in regards to that so going for a walk with your kids or you know instead of having coffee catch-ups with your friends Go for a walk with your friend or do something like that. Get out, get some sunshine, some water. Uh, anyone listening, a great thing that everyone can do, no excuses, drink more water. Uh, most people are dehydrated and, and they're, they're running and they're, they're overheating, you could say. So um, you know, just like your car, you need fluid in your car, you need water in your body. That's what made up. So get some water in you. Do something. Reach out to someone you admire to. You know, Have some accountability. Maybe talk to a friend who also is in your position and start encouraging people like that or each other like that um there's just some simple things you don't need to overcomplicate it but uh, and i'd like to commend anyone who's out there listening to this podcast is you're out there searching listening reading that's phenomenal learning is something that we should never stop just because we left school we should do it continually through life so well done for even being here and listening to that because there's so many people out there that are shut off to learning and listening and um you know they're the ones that are gonna have the the worst issues you can say down the track and then they might even get to the point and go oh fucking poor me go mate you stop learning that's what happens um you know so not that it's ever too late but uh i appreciate you guys for listening anyway oh good <clears throat> excuse me so there's a few questions that i um always ask me guests so five quick questions uh tell us something about you that no one would know all right so i, I was thinking about this before uh one thing probably people don't know is i've only got one kidney so when I was three, I was born with a birth defect. Um, with, for the first three years of my life, I was uh, in excruciating pain and my kidney rotted out inside of me. And that, that's part of my journey as well, where when I was three, my parents were taking me to the best doctors they could afford. My dad's working two jobs, we're out in Leeton. Um, they didn't pick it up. They ended up telling my parents I was riddled with cancer and I had six months to live. Uh, and the stress that they put on my parents was tremendous. And my dad ended up borrowing money from his dad and drove me straight to uh, Melbourne, a hospital down there, and they operated on me as soon as they saw me. And, um, you know, that, that, that time of my life was, um, you know, put a lot of stress on my family and that, and that's also why I do these programs too, is help other families. And with the Power Man book, we support the Starlight Foundation, so kids in hospitals, and not only the kids, but also the parents, and just giving them a bit of a helping hand there and a bit of a laugh and, and also... Um, yeah, just make their stay, if we can make their stay a little bit better, it's, it's something that, you know, can uh, really have a big effect because, uh, yes, but anyway, that's something that no one knows and, and even today, um, we've got on, the, is, in front of me right now, I've got this life cycle cordyceps, which is a great supplement which actually has helped me massively with my kidney because last three, four years, there was a freak accident where um, there's glass in my food, broke a bunch of teeth, got a jaw infection doing a world tour and that really slowed me down because I took heaps of Nurofen. So anyone out there, be careful taking Nurofen. I took too much and destroyed my stomach lining and also nearly killed myself uh, with Nurofen. I didn't even know. And um, so the last couple of years I've been uh, battling with that, but I didn't even know what it was. I just thought I needed more sleep or rest or something. And, and um, 
Yeah, so but that taught me a lot about the human body, and now I can help people um, on a greater level from that experience. So that's something you might not know. Last three, four years, I've been pretty low-powered, even though I've been doing all this stuff, and I've got my fucking health back, so fucking watch out. Got your power. <laughs> power! I'm fucking back. <laughs> I'm back, and I'm excited, and I, and, I, and I appreciate my health more and more than ever before. Yeah, yeah, 100. Best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, do what works and disregard what doesn't. And so, um, and you know, and, and if something's not work, change. If something's not working, change. So developing that relationship with change is, is a healthy thing because one thing can always guarantee is change. So see it as opportunity rather than, you know, everyone whinges about fucking change. It's like, mate, of course it's got to change. Otherwise, if you don't change, like Mark used to explain when I was training kettle, it was adapt or die. So for me, it was like, well, I'm going to adapt, you know, and so, um, uh, yeah, that was it. So is um, you know, be open to change and that sort of stuff, and also put yourself in environments around people where they're playing um, life high at a higher level. You you go in their vortex. Like when you surround people that are doing stuff, you get dragged with them. So put yourself in those positions, and um, in a way, I say is like do what's hard now. Otherwise, you have to do what's hard later, but not on your own terms, and you won't fucking like it. Yeah. So don't wait. Be proactive. Set the deadlines for yourself. Um, that's where you get tremendous change and personal growth. Perfect, perfect. Is there anything that's happened to you that you thought would be the worst thing in your life but's turned out to be a blessing? Um, yeah, like heaps of stuff. Like, uh, like I've seen my um, so when I was when I was three, my dad actually had a stomach ulcer when he was um, at when I when he got out when I got out of hospital. So he went and got, um, he went to the doctors and the doctors that day just happened to want to try an experimental drug. And so they gave him this drug, which actually sent him into his first mental breakdown. And, you know, and he's a big guy. So they dosed him up with more of it. So my dad's like fucking off in the trees and he's like trying to say like, you know, the, the, um, the medication's fucking me up. Like, this is horrible stuff. And, you know, the doctor's like, no, you got to have it. You're a big guy. Then they threw him in a, a mental hospital and all this sort of stuff. And my dad's like, no, this stuff's doing this to me. Like, this is fucking me up. And so, um, you know, that, that scene, like, you know, that was obviously three. My older sister remembers that. And then, you know, but that came back in life when I was 17. Like, so he had his second breakdown. He's had his third and had his fourth and had these things recurring. You know, and these are from, you know, right now, an ulcer is treated with an antibiotic. Back then, they gave him this crazy shit that 97% of people committed suicide on. And also, um, um, yeah, like 97% of fucking people committed suicide. How nuts is that? My dad actually went cold turkey on it, which is meant to kill you as well. But the threat of him losing us kids and family, um, he fucking did it. So I'm really proud of my dad for going through that. And yeah, he's had to put up the side effects and all that sort of stuff since then. Um and, you know, he didn't have access to a lot of this education, knowledge, and all that sort of stuff. And that's why I do this too, to make sure that no one else is ever in that position where, you know, you're not looking after your health, you know, life beats you up a little bit, and then something happens, which then fucking turns into a big problem. Um, that's that's a, a lot of stuff. So all that stuff has made me who I am now, because as the son and all that, I've seen the negative effects of all these things. And I'm like, don't fucking wait. Don't ever let yourself get in that position. Make the changes now. Um, and that's why I created these preventative health programs, holistic programs to help people so they're never going to be in that position. Uh, and if they are in that position, they can actually start doing something about it too to get themselves out because you never want to live there. Crazy story. Crazy mm. story. Question four, where do you want to be in five years? 
five years I'll be 35. Uh, I want the book to, the kids book series to be the number one read book in Australia. Um, doing heaps of stuff. We're going to have five books in that series or have written the third one. Uh, I want to be doing that. Uh, I'd love to have cartoons with the book. Um, I'd love to, we're in five countries now with the kids books. So I'd love to be in, for some reason, I want to be in like 17 countries. This might, used to be my motorbike number where it's a race. Uh, I'd love to be in like seven, seven or 17 or 26 countries around the world um, and really making a difference in that space, like really leading the way with, you know, having kids, giving kids great role models to look up to, working with cool people in that sense. Um, I don't have a girlfriend at the moment, but uh, yeah, I'd probably around that time, I'd be looking to meet someone that I'm, you know, wanting to do life with. And so that would be pretty cool. Kids, who knows as well, like love to have kids and have some uh, different places in different, you know, I'd love to live in different places around Australia and um, just continue what I'm doing, but on a, on a greater level and, and, a, and making a bigger impact. Yeah, impact. Yep. Last question. Favorite. And loving what I'm doing because I'm loving it now. Yeah. And if we can do things better and bigger and, and keep helping more people, because the thing is my job, just like your job, the more we do, the more we help. So, um, you know, I'm passionate about it. So, you know, love it. Yeah, you got it, don't you? Mm. Favorite quote, mate. Last question. Well, so we threw out lots of little one-liners throughout this thing, but this one quote that made a bit of a difference to me recently. I was in this business course with my best mate Brad Booth, and um, and this is this is the, the full takeaway from the whole weekend I got was um, they said, "Are you playing to win or are you playing not to lose?" And that really hit me because I started to like up until my at my health deteriorated with my kidney and liver and all that sort of stuff, which I touched on before is um, from that glass incident is I always played to win and I never never played for second or anything like that it's always playing to win when you're playing to win you focus on yourself you're working doing your best but then somewhere along the line when my health deteriorated I started to play not to lose because I didn't have the energy to, to, to drive like I normally was and and when you play to lose you focus on everything else everyone else everyone, everything affects you everyone's opinion matters and all that kind of stuff and there's that's no sure that's a sure way to lose and so um yeah and anyone out there too like a lot of people out there are listening to too many people that the opinions don't actually matter and so that that really transformed me uh, a couple of months ago and i was like fuck you i need to start playing to win not playing to lose because when you're playing to lose you're also hesitant when you're playing to win you're just fucking driven you're just you're doing it you're not second guessing yourself, and that's where the damage comes in. Is when you second guess yourself. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Where will the guys listening find you if they want to flick you a message or find out more about you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Dave Powerbane, or on Facebook, David Powerbane. Uh, the kids' book, Powerman. Uh, the Powerman book. You go www.powermanbook.com. Uh, you probably jump on Logan's Instagram or Facebook. You can probably see us tagged in a few things there as well. Um, but yeah, that's the best way to reach out. Yep, yep. Anything, any final thoughts? Uh, I guess with the Powerman stuff, if anyone's listening who's like a local business owner, I team up and we run a community heroes program and that's where local businesses donate books to their local schools and I come to town and do the talks and all that sort of stuff. So that's something really cool. So if anyone out there listening who's a bit of a community hero, uh, get in touch and we'll come to your town and do that. And um, mate, I really appreciate being here. Like Condo, if you're listening, you've never been here, you come train with this guy and what you're running here is, is phenomenal. The community is amazing and uh, you should be really proud of yourself and what you're doing. And, and by the way, um, shout out to Logan's parents, um, <laughs> Mark and Kathy, who run the pool. And um, it was really interesting because um, I had a chat last night before I went to bed 
and you know they were saying oh you know it'd be great if like if well mark and i we wish we sort of 25 years ago we did some business courses or learned these things and all that sort of stuff because logan's logan's you know transformed himself and doing really well and you know and all that and i said well you know because sometimes in the country town we can get too focused on what what are people in the cities doing and sometimes we think that they're doing bigger better they got flashier instagrams and all this kind of bullshit um but that's where I, when i travel i like to reinstill in people go no you're actually doing a fucking great job and i asked kathy i said when you know how long have you been running the pool for she goes 25 years i said so how many times have you um missed work or something like that she goes fucking never so i was like well fuck people need to be coming and learning from you about consistency like you know you guys are the epitome of consistency you know and i go to you in the toilet there's all these photos of the olympics and all the swimmers and all that sort of stuff like you guys are fucking mate like cranking it you know, you're doing the right stuff. You got the heart in the right place. You're, you're doing phenomenal stuff for your community and all that. And, you know, like, uh, it's really funny. Sometimes we can idolize and look out so much rather than realizing what we are doing. Um, and so, yeah, shout out to your parents. They're doing amazing stuff. And you guys here in the community, like, you know, uh, I went to these schools and this guy, I, normally when I go um, to the schools and they say, does anyone know this person like the trainer who introduces me and no one knows them, maybe one or two, Fuck every single kid put their hand up. They know they know who this guy is. So Logan's a local celebrity here in bloody uh, in condo. So um, yeah, I, I actually heard that Logan's actually more famous than Shannon Noll. You know, I'm just putting it out there. You know, um, you know, I'm pre- pretty sure that um, that song "What About Me" was because like Logan was getting picked for everything. You know, so what about me? It isn't fair. Yes, because Logan was fucking in there first. Um, bit of a joke there. Sorry, Nazi. But um. But yeah, you're doing great stuff. Shout out to your parents, amazing community. Keep it up. And, um, you know, this sort of stuff, especially we're in drought right now, what you're doing, the community stuff, is what gets people through. And so there's a bigger picture of all this sort of stuff, more beyond that goes beyond fitness, which you're doing you're, and you're doing right. And, you know, when, like, literally, there's people in your cronies group and, you know, like Jimmy, um, uh, Jimmy and Timmy. Uh, those fellas, shout out to those guys. Um, just the change within them and, 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 and Timmy, man, he's... His attitude is it, it is a bet he is the he has the best attitude that I've come across for a guy his age in a country town. Yeah. So um, you know, that should be commended. You know, I really think that Australia as a whole needs role models like Timmy. You know, and, and also Jimmy where, where he's come from, you know, giving up alcohol. He only had twelve beers over the whole challenge. Normally twelve beers was one session. Yeah. You know, and seeing him in the car park at the start, you know, and to now and that conversation we had at dinner, fucking legend. You know, and anyone out there done that, Jimmy, Jimmy's doing some, uh, he changed from doing lots of different odd jobs to now, um, you know, working as a carer for a disabled guy here in town and um, doing amazing stuff. You know, it's challenging. He's learning. He's adapting to change. And, and that's something you should be proud of, man. So you're helping facilitate that as a whole. And that's incredible. No, thanks for the super kind. <laughs> no, 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 but dude, this is it. This is where the magic's at. And um, man, if you can get this out into small, more towns and be that inspiration, that's what Australia needs. Yeah, that's the dream. Um, and uh, That's you know, what Australia needs. Like you said, I'm going to work my ass off till we yep. have the impact that the dream is. Um, yep. But yeah, thanks for everything you've done too. Jumping in your car twice, come out to yeah. intro and then oh, come out and finish it off. Like, um, appreciate everything you've done around the gym and you've only built the community that I've already got, which is cool. 
Mate, yeah, yeah, yeah like the ice baths last night, 30 people got in the ice baths. I said to Melissa when we first said it, I said, I'll, I said, I'll be lucky to get 10. Yeah, you well, get 30. Like, yeah, man, awesome. Hold made on. the challenge. Yeah, everyone got right right through it. So, um, And you got a Christmas party tonight. So Christmas party tonight. Everyone's going to have some out. fun. Everyone hasn't had a drink for 30 days. Ooh, <laughs> everyone's going to be lightweights, which is good. Cheap drunks. <laughs> Why waste money? Righto, mate. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks, Logan. You're a legend. Later. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. Wasted energy spinning a pace for every hour of waste. I need an escape to center me. And I don't mean to make a rush for the door, but time's a currency. I'm currently poor. I'll be leaving it soon. I don't mean to be rude, but this scene ain't for me. Like your mom's seeing your news. I got places.